for Zion's sake I will not keep silent for Zion's sake I'll not hold my peace Welcome to For Zion's Sake Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with our folks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you this evening. And if you were with us yesterday, you know we started uh, speaking about and teaching from Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. We'd like to read them so we, you could catch up with us if you weren't with us yesterday. Hebrews 3, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. He was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was in all his house. For he has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, by just as much as the builder of the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken later. But Christ was faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are, if we hold fast our confidence and the boast of our hope firm until the end." Powerful verses, Junie, and yesterday we spent time just looking at verse 1, which is so pregnant and so powerful that we should all take it to heart. Are we living this kind of life? Therefore, holy brethren, this is what God calls us. This is the name Jesus calls his brothers, especially in in, uh, Hebrews chapter 2. We are called holy brethren, and we are partakers of a heavenly calling. How many of us really can uh, understand the significance of the call on every one of our lives if we are born-again believers living under the direction of the Spirit of God? Junie, it's awesome to think about. It is not just getting saved. It's calling us to a certain lifestyle while we're still here on earth. And in considering it, Shelley... No man is holy. (laughs) There's not one man that's good, the Old Testament tells us. No, not one. Because we've all fallen short of the glory of God. However, Jesus is holy. He was the Son of God, the High Priest, the Apostle, King of the Jews. And when he died and was resurrected... He sent his Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, to dwell in men. And so if we're born again, like you said, if Jesus lives in us, he 
changes us as we yield our will to his will, as we obey his voice, as we receive his love and we allow his love to be activated in our life and through our life, not only does he call us holy brethren, but we actually become holy brethren, not because we're holy, That's for but sure. because he's holy right. and he's living in us. So we need to consider that, really consider that. So if you or I sin as a believer, the grief, if the light in us becomes darkness, mm. How great, really, is that darkness? Wow. So we really need to consider Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Let's make this very personal to every one of our listeners, Journey. And we want to, we're, we're challenged by looking at this word, and we want to challenge you. So I want to say to each one of you, therefore, you who are a holy brethren, and are partakers of a heavenly calling. It's, it's time to start living that out in reality as we live every day to the glory of God. Because our call is to bring glory to the, to our God. And then we've went on further to point out that Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our confession. Everything we do, we should uh, exemplify and dedicate ourselves to being more Christ-like. And again, this I said yesterday that this book was written to the Hebrew believers in the first century. But in reality, Junie, this book is written to all believers today. In fact, I look back at my life as a young Jewish boy living in Brooklyn, New York, in predominantly a Jewish neighborhood. Jesus wasn't even a name mentioned. And uh, as a Jewish uh, believer in Jesus, uh, we, we, there's a transformation taking place because Jews have elevated Moses to a very high position. Everything connected with God was regarding Moses. He gave us the law. By faith, he delivered the people out of Egypt. No man in the history of our Jewish people can compare to Moses until we come to the greatest Jew that ever walked this earth. His name is Yeshua, Jesus, the Son of God. So, and Moses himself was not just another prophet. Moses was a prophet that was different from all other prophets because God spoke to Moses face to face and God said these words to him in Deuteronomy 18, verse 18. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I myself will require it of him. Junie, what a statement. And if you by chance happen to be a Jewish, listen to these words that God will raise up and did raise up a prophet like Moses. And God said, it shall be that whoever will not, not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I myself will require it of him. Juni, powerful. And it really connects the Hebraic rates, uh, uh, roots of the faith to Jesus, 
clearly and distinctly. And when we consider Jesus and we think of Jesus and Moses, Moses delivered millions of Jews out of Egypt in the desert to the promised land. And when we think of Jesus, Jesus delivers us Hmm. out of our desert and sin. And he changes us. And if our situations and circumstances in the world remain the same, because he becomes our Messiah, Lord and Savior, he changes us. And we become different if nothing else changes. And everyone who knows us, Shelley, will see the difference. Because Jesus is different than we are. And if we let him live his life in and through us, we become holy brethren. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So when we look at Moses, he was the one who set Israel free from bondage in Egypt. He led them through the Red Sea. He brought forth the Ten Commandments. Through him, uh, the national life uh, of Israel was organized. Through Moses, God laid the foundation of the theocracy. And after showing the excellence of Moses, the writer of this book of Hebrews proceeds to show the greater glory of the Lord Jesus. And again, we need to remember that the zeal of Moses was not free from earthbound elements, but with Jesus, there was nothing earthy about him. So we see that uh, what Moses did for Israel, Jesus is doing for the whole world. So again, we are honored to have grown up uh, knowing about Moses, but now we know the greatest Jew that ever walked this earth. So we see... Moses did according to all that the Lord commanded him, and especially when he was building the tabernacle. But interesting regarding the tabernacle, because we saw in verse 6 in Hebrews 3, uh, but Christ was faithful as a son over his house, whose house we are. Isn't that interesting? One of the pictures that we have of who we are is we are living stones with Jesus as the cornerstone. So we see that we are now, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and each of us are living stones with Jesus as our foundation. And Paul, in the book of Ephesians, speaks of the building growing. We become united with Jesus, not by building, but by believing. There's a big difference, Junie. The the temple of the living, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of God. And that's because we have accepted our Messiah as Lord and King. And we see that, Shelley, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it says, Come to him as living stones which men tried and threw away, but which is chosen and precious in God's sight. Verse 5 says, Come as living stones by yourselves, built into a spiritual house for a holy, dedicated priesthood, 
to offer up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and well-pleasing to God through Jesus the Messiah. So it's very important, Shelley, to see that it's not just an individual calling, but the body of the Messiah, the body of Christ, the church, is called to demonstrate to the world yes, that Jesus, Yeshua, is rid- risen from the dead. And we're even in a season, Shelley, and counting the Omer in the midst of Passover to Shavuot, which is Pentecost, 50 days. And what happened? The Holy Spirit came and fell on the 120 that followed Jesus, and they got baptized in the Holy Spirit and in fire, and their lives changed. Amen, amen. So we see, Junie, that Moses was called by God to build the tabernacle. That's a physical location. Jesus has come to earth and now awaits as he builds his spiritual home, which we are. We are the living tabernacle of God. So Jesus certainly is greater. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the privilege of being able to call Jesus by the Spirit of God. Yes, our Messiah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So speak to all of our listeners in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyandJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyandJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been brought to you by the Psalm 127 Fund.